to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I am grateful to have you here. If you are a first time listener, thank you for joining me and thank you for finding the Feed You podcast. Uh, I come to you every week with marketing and um, sales funnel information, education, and inspiration. And on off weeks like last week, um, or maybe they're on weeks, I don't know, uh, we get a little bit into the woo woo and talk about mindset and shifting your beliefs around success. So this week, we are back to talking marketing and strategy and specifically website marketing and strategy. And I want to talk to you about creating a compelling about me page. Now I look at a lot of about me pages, um, both for clients and just in researching. And um, when people I'll have people reach out to me and ask me to take a look at their website. And the first thing I want you to know about this page it is is that it is actually the second most viewed page on a website. And you may be asking, okay, well, why is that? You know, of course, um, people would want to go to the homepage if they're wanting to get to know who you are. And that's, you know, the main page of your site. But the about me page is where they go and investigate more about you and what makes you an expert, and why that's important and why this should be the second most um, time intensive page that you create on your site is because if you don't come across as an authority figure or somebody that knows what they're doing, uh, they're going to go elsewhere to work with someone else because that you haven't given them enough reason to believe and trust in who you are and what you say you can do. And most people will start their about page talking all about them and tell irrelevant stories that your reader really doesn't want to know or care about. And so I want to give you some specific tips on how to make this a robust feature of your online marketing department. Um, And you may have heard me say before, but your website really needs to be your marketing, your online marketing department. It needs to be working for you 24 seven, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because if it isn't, then you either have a problem because you haven't invested the time and money upfront into a website that is working for you, or you've created a website that is not attractive to the people that you're trying to attract. So that being said, let's go into um, some of the tips that I've put together for this episode. Uh, the first one is, is that when you're creating that about me page, you really need to be addressing the problem of your subscriber, your prospect, however you want to view that person that's coming to your website. Um, meaning if you make it about their problem, and you become the solution to that problem or the person that's going to help them get to the solution of that problem, they're much more interested and will read on and and be more um, compelled to continue to learn about you. And so a way you could do that instead of saying, you know, I have 20 years experience in blah, 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 blah. It could be as simple as changing the phrasing to, I have helped, you know, 10,000 clients for over 20 years with blah, blah, blah. And do you see how that feels different? It feels a little, it's less about you. It's more about the people that you help, making it more relatable to the people that are reading that copy. 
Um, so if I can give you one piece of advice on any piece of copy that you're putting out there, whether it's an email, your website um, pages, you know, sales letters, presentations, is that the less you make it about you and the more you make it about your potential clients, your readers, your subscriber, your audience member, the better off you're going to be. Does that mean that you never talk about your products and services? Of course, it doesn't mean that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in business. However, relating to their pain and becoming empathetic to how they feel about the situation they're in is going to create a bond of trust and um, they're going to feel more compelled to move forward and work with you if they trust you because it all comes down to a no like trust relationship. So my first suggestion in this is that you identify all of the compelling problems that your um, ideal client avatar struggles with. Um, and if you have tuned into any of these episodes, you know that I talk about ideal client quite often. And um, I think there was an episode that I just referenced. I'm not sure. There's an episode where I talk specifically about ideal client. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. I don't have the episode number in front of me, but um, really getting clear about who that person is and knowing what their specific problems are is going to make it so much easier for you to write any kind of copy, email. Um, I actually just got a really nice compliment this week. And I, I love when people reach out and respond to emails that I send. Now, of course, I have automated email series, just like most people, um, to save time and to um, still nurture and kind of love on those new people. And But I spend a lot of time and energy and um, focused and tweaked those welcome emails that I create. And I have a series, I think there's five in that series. And I actually had somebody reach out to me um, recently and just give me a compliment about how uh, they related so much to the the uh, character that I describe in this email and some of the nuances that they have to go through. And it's because I've done the research about who my clients are and how they feel um, by asking a lot of questions. So to become really clear about who your ideal client is, that's it starts with asking questions, to survey, to do questionnaires, to do polls, to actually reach out and pick up the phone and talk to people. Um, and so when you go to write your copy and you have those clear answers, it becomes much easier for you to frame your experience around those answers and around those questions versus just randomly putting you know, facts about who you are and what you've done. Because what it comes down to is people don't really care about your story. You care about your story because it happened to you. And you should care about your story. But what the people coming to your website care about is how you're going to solve their problem and how you can quickly solve their problem so that they don't have that problem and pain anymore. And so if you can remember that when you're creating this about me page and you identify, you know, uh, the, the slew of problems that your ideal client has and deals with on a regular basis, and then how you've managed to help other people with those problems and gained experience, if you can put all of that in a finessed, beautiful, um, succinct about me page, it will by far get you so much traction. So that was a lot of soapboxing. <laughs> and 
Uh, I usually don't have this long in the intro, but I guess I really just needed to get that out. So before I go on and I give you any of the tips that we're going to be talking about, let me uh, stop and take a minute to hear this message from our sponsor. One of the biggest frustrations I hear from business owners on a regular basis is, I need more clients. And I get it. Every business struggles with getting new clients until you know how to do it. The problem is, is you spend your time networking and going to events and making phone calls that don't go anywhere. You're out trying to attract people to you when there is a much easier way. Growing your email list is so important because it fills your list with potential clients who actually want to hear from you. And it gives you the ability to reach out to them on a regular basis and share what you have to offer. To grow your email list, you have got to have a great free download. Sign up for our free newsletter isn't working anymore. You've got to create a download that piques their interest, gets them to take action, and adds them to your list. Sounds easy, right? Of course it's not easy. That's exactly why I created my new free training to help you create an awesome free download. You can sign up at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. This live training is going to present the five easy steps that I've used with my clients to help them go from hot mess marketing to growing an email list that they consistently get sales from. So you don't want to miss this training. Head on over to alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie and sign up today. I'll see you inside. Oh my goodness, that was a long intro, but good, good, important stuff for you to know. So let's jump right into the tips that I have you for your creating a really um, compelling about me page. Number one, you want to do some keyword research. You want to be able to go in and, and add some keywords into the copy that you create for your about me page. Um, that can be searchable. And so if you want to know a little bit about keyword research, I've done a couple episodes on both SEO and on keywords, and I will link to those in the show notes. But I highly recommend um, one of my favorite resources is Neil Patel. And one of my favorite resources is one that he um, actually created. It's a free tool on his website that will help you research some keywords that are industry related. So you want to start with something pretty generic. So say um, you are a dog walker and maybe um, one of your keywords is harness leashes. And so if you go over to I, um, his website, I'm not sure of the URL, but I will link it up in the show notes, but it's his um, tool is called Uber Suggest. And I will also um, put that in the show notes because it's, I don't want to spell it all out on here and have you try to write it down while you're listening. But if you go over to Uber Suggest and you put, you know, harness leashes into um, the search terms, it's going to pull up a whole bunch of information on articles that have been written and ideas. And it's going to give you all kinds of content ideas. And um, it'll tell you, you know, what the ranking is for that term. So those higher ranking terms, you're going to want to throw those into your about page in some um, unique way so that they're showing up so that when people are searching for those terms, that page pulls up in Google. So do some keyword research and weave those into your copy. Um, The second is um, also to... um, there's an airplane going by. You know, it's real time when you hear the airplanes going by. <laughs> oh, that was a little distracting. Oh, well, go with it. 
um, is to subtly weave in the products and services that you offer. And, you know, don't come out and say, join my bloody bloody blah program while you're doing an about me page. You may want to talk about how you developed that program, why you developed it, um, what it's meant to the people that you've worked with, that kind of stuff. But you can subtly weave in what you do. And then you can even do a link from that um, products and services, you know, just a hyperlink over to that page. So if they want to learn more, they can click on that link and it gets them going further into your site, which is really the whole point of your website is you want them to stay there as long as possible. The longer they're there, the more likely they're going to convert into a customer. So um, you're going to want to weave in your products and services and weave in some keyword research terms. And then I already talked about, um, you know, weaving in the problem that your audience has and, you know, pick maybe two or three problems max and talk about those, but then also talk about why you're an authority in fixing those problems and who you have helped previously and how you've helped them, not specific examples per se, but you know, general terms, I've helped thousands of entrepreneurs grow successful sales funnels and increasing their business by six times revenue growth, equaling, you know, a million dollars or $5 million or, you know, whatever your results are. Um, And putting those in there so that it reads like, they can relate to it. Like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur and I want to make $5 million in that uncertain term. Um, So you're going to want to throw that in there. And then this is a big one. Um, And most about pages don't have this and it's kind of shocking, but you really need to have a call to action on your about me page to take them to the next step of your sales funnel. And this is where I see a lot of business owners and small Um, small business owners, larger business owners, um, is that you don't set up breadcrumbs on your website to lead your um, users, the end users through an experience on your website. So you might have them go to a landing page that has an opt-in. Well, maybe they don't opt-in. There's nothing there sending them to do something else. Um, Or they do opt-in and they get to a thank you page and then there's no other direction for them to go. And so you want to continue to feed them breadcrumbs until they get to the point of converting um, into the next piece of your sales funnel. And so um, you can do that by sending them to a a different piece of content. You can do that by sending them, um, you know, to a different, a, um, another uh, option in your sales funnel. So let's say they signed up for a free download. Well, maybe the next piece of that is to have them sign up for a challenge or to have them sign up for a free webinar you're giving or to sign up for a free consultation call, whatever that step is. And I'm not going to go too much into strategy behind sales funnels today because that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an about me page, but I do want to encourage you to add a call to action of some sort onto your about me page. So you're continuing to move that um, reader and that um, visitor, that website visitor onto the next phase of where you want them to go. And you can determine what that looks like, but um, you definitely want to um, add that in there. And I actually pulled up some stats when I was doing this and I read this stat and it was kind of terrifying to me, but 70% of small business owners actually lack any kind of call to action on their website. 
And I do a lot of website research, mostly because um, I have certain niches that I'm really focusing on and wanting to get into. And they need a lot of help, those sweet peas. And so when I'm over there, um, I just kind of do a little tally. I have a little post-it note paper on my desk and I do a little tally of, you know, do they have a call to action? Where is it? And most of the time it's at the bottom of the page and it reads something like, sign up for our email subscription. Let me just tell you, you you guys already know if you listen to this podcast and I'm like, don't do that, anything but that. Um, give away, you know, a free penny for every person that fills out your form before you say sign up for my free email newsletter because nobody wants your email newsletter. No one wants it. No one. Um, and I try to get people to to understand that. But sometimes we, ha- we have to go kicking and screaming into the night. But um, really, just give away anything of value because it will differentiate you from over 70% of probably 90% of the people out there. Um, so don't just put your call to action in one place on your website for sure. But even on one page, I I recommend repeating it because, um, they may not see it the first time or they may not be paying attention to it, or maybe they had to read on more and they don't want to have to go find it. Make it easy for them to work with you. Make it easy for them to be added to your list. Um, and so it's okay to repeat your call to action and have the same one just put it on there more than one time. Um, It's like those sales pages that go on and on. I mean, there's a lot of sales pages that go on and on and on. But if you have one button on there, there's nothing more annoying than one button or hiding the price. Um, I actually just went on a I do a little quick I do a lot of webinars too. I don't know if you guys do a lot of webinars, but I'm always learning and um, I did a webinar and I was interested in this product and I literally had to read every line of the sales page to finally find the price. I'm like, what in God's name? You are a marketer. Why are you hiding this? Are you afraid of this price? And so, um, and it was a higher price point. And so I just thought that was very interesting. And I'm probably going to reach out to that person and say, Hey, um, you might have better luck if you actually put the price in an enroll button now button more than one place on the sales page. Um, so, but you know, people don't know what they don't know, but I'm just, I'm sharing that with you. The more often you can put it on there, it doesn't mean be obtrusive or obnoxious about it, but don't hide your pricing. It makes you look like you're afraid to put it out there and that you're not confident. And also, um, if you make it hard for people to opt in or click on whatever you're trying to get them to do next, they just won't do it. And so if you're struggling with sales and you're struggling with um, conversion rates, it it may just be something as simple as you have not made it easy for people to do the, to move through the next step with you, whether that's do business with you or move further into your sales funnel. Um, So let's talk about a couple elements um, as far as this specific about me page. One thing I find, and I just had an experience also recently, um, is that people get really caught up in aesthetics and they're like, oh, well, I don't like that color. And I'm like, that's really nice. But what are your ideal clients like? Because we we get in this mode of we're going to design a website because we like it. We like the colors. We like the way it looks and feels. But if it doesn't resonate with our audience, um, then they're not going to do business with us. And so it's really important to know who that ideal client and ideal target audience is. Um, I use those interchangeably. I like ideal client avatar because it really makes you focus in on one person 
and it that person becomes real to you and it becomes easier for you to create content. It becomes easier for you to have a conversation with that person. And that is another tip that I have for this about me page. If you can create a conversation, like you were talking to this person about who you are and what you've done and all of those sorts of things in a very conversational tone, like as if you were at a cocktail party with them and you had just heard their story and they probably shared examples and maybe shared, you know, a few stories about people that they've really enjoyed working with. And you, you know, you're trying to um, get on the same page and relate and get to know one another. If you can do that same, um, if you can have that same effect and that same conversation on your about me page, it will carry you so far. So when you're looking at those aesthetics, um, aesthetics really aren't as important as the conversation pieces it is, as, as the call to action is, as the relatability is. Yes, it's you need to have a clean design that lets the eyes rest and have lots of white space and make your buttons very easy to um, find and click on and have everything working correctly, but it doesn't matter as much as you think it does. If people want to do business with you and you are solving a specific problem for them and they can find that right away, the aesthetics are really just frosting on on a really well-built cake. So that being said, some things to pay attention to is you want your title slash headline to draw people in to the story. So having a title of about us Uh, you could do that. Everyone does it. But if you can get more clever with it and you can make it um, an invitation for them to learn more about you. And I've seen some really great about me pages and I may have to share those in the Facebook um, group just because it's hard to do on the podcast. But um, if you aren't part of that group, there will be a link in the show notes um, as well. But I do have a Facebook community called the Small Business Builders. And I would love for you to come over there because we do fun little things like share screenshots of great about me pages and I'll write up um, specific pieces that you can um, use as reference points to create your own. And um, I do trainings and all kinds of stuff in there. So let's see. So you want to capture their attention. You want to address um, their problem as, as briefly and as quickly as you can in that about me page. Even though it's about you, it really isn't about you. So just keep that in mind. And then also like what, what's a benefit to them to keep reading? And so if they're on your about me page and you're like, Hey, um, I'm awesome. They're not going to keep reading because they're, they don't really care that you're awesome. They care that you care about their problem. Um, and I know I keep saying that, but I really want you to hear that they care that you care about their problem and about fixing their problem. So as many times as you can put it in there, even better. If you have a mission state or statement or a promise that you um, fulfill for your customers, this is a great place to plug that in as well. Of course, you want to um, tell your story, um, you know, in reference to your skills, your abilities, and the people that you help and how you help solve problems. And if you have a unique story, you can um, filter in here about life experience. You know, let your story, let your inner storyteller come out. Um, use an interesting image on this page as well. The, the, the best about me pages really don't have a headshot. They have like a more interesting, like 
image of the people um, either on that team or in that company, or if it's just a solopreneur, you know, don't just have your headshot up there. Put, put it, you know, hire a photographer, get a few images and just add something that makes you more personable and relatable or even better add a video, like just a, Hey, how you doing video? Thanks so much for stopping in. Um, because people enjoy video. And I think that when you have a video and people can see your personality and see your facial expressions and your, um, the way your eyes light up and all that kind of stuff, they're more, uh, willing to, to give you a chance and trust you. So, um, that's, let's see. So I covered, yeah. Tell your story, talk about the problem, talk about the results that you get um, for your clients that you've had for yourself, because this, you know, usually businesses start because you've had success for yourself first. Um, and maybe inter interweave both of those together. And then another great way to tell your story is to tell the before, um, you know, before you started your business or before you started helping people, or maybe you have a favorite client and what their life looked like before, and then what it looked like to work together a little bit and then what their life looks like after or what your life looks like after you figured out your skill set, your businesses, your services, whatever um, system or formula that you've created, you know, what's the before and what's the after. And then bring it all back around and talk about why that matters to the person reading, like make it relatable to, so I had all these issues I started my first business and I finally like went and, um, you know, figured out the system through tons of research and trial and errors and all that stuff. And if I did it, I can help you do it too. Or I now know the system and I can show it to you or you can do it by following blah, 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 blah. Um, so make it applicable to why they would care is what I'm trying to say. And then of course you always want to add a call to action that leads them to the next step of your sales funnel. I talked about that a little bit and um, lead them into whatever that might be. Download, webinar, um, call, something to get them going. I don't know that they're really ready to purchase a product at this point, unless it's a pretty low priced product um, and you've shown like the, the one that comes to mind is like some of those 30 day planners um, that are pretty low priced. You know, you're talking 20, $25 max. And your about me story has shown the results of using that planner and how effective it is. And um, you may have like a cart button for your call to action. So get yours today. Um, but that's all gonna depend on you know, what, what type of product it is and definitely price point. Um, so another key ingredient that people leave off of this page is testimonials. So your about page is a really a great place for you to add testimonials. Um, because you're telling these stories and you're showing the transformation for, um, not only your business, but for your clients businesses and showing your expertise. So, why not do it the one, two punch and put a testimonial on there from somebody that you have actually helped. Um, and with that, I highly recommend not having a testimonial page. It is a much more effective use of those testimonials 
to kind of sprinkle them throughout your website. So no matter what page is being visited, they're seeing some proof that you actually do have authority, that you do know what you're doing and um, that you've helped people. So make sure you add a testimonial. Um, and it's even better if you can have a testimonial that says, hey, I was here and now I'm here um, after working with this person because it's going to illustrate everything you're sharing with them in your about me page. And then um, the last tip that I have on here is to focus on teaching. Um, You know, talk about your experience. Yes, but relate it to your customer's current journey. And this is especially true if you're trying to run an online business, because you want to make yourself relatable to their pain, their struggle, their frustration. And having been there yourself is really the best way to relate to that. You know, I was here and now I'm here. And there's hope for you to be here too, because I did it simply because I've been in your shoes and now I've made my way to here. And so um, offering that piece of intel and inside scoop into, you know, your journey will make you very relatable to your customers. So if you can just throw that in there and um, share your lessons and teach them, you know, in, in whatever way you can make it relatable about how you went from point A to point B and um, relate to that, relate that journey to them. So some other things to consider, um, and a lot of these are just neutral um, for your website tips, but I always like to bring them up because I don't think that um, most people are aware of how these factors impact not only your search ranking, but your user experience. And I I have an episode coming up, let's see, in two episodes, I believe that Yeah, and two more episodes that I'm going to be talking about your customer's journey on your website. But um, this is a preface to that. Some things to consider while you're working on that About Me page are um, your website page load speed. Um, And I did an episode on that previously and have done a few Facebook Lives, but you really need it to be loading in under about four seconds, three to four seconds. If it's longer than that, you need to make some adjustments and and get it loading quicker. Um, You need to make it really easy for people to find what they're looking for on your website. Um, They're so, oh, my poor sweet peas that have these never ending menus. Like they're so long. I'm like one or two things is plenty because you wanna keep people focused and um, make it easy for them to find the things that are really important for them to find and to um, get the information they're looking for. So think about it from that perspective. And then as you're choosing colors, you might wanna take a look at um, color psychology. I think I did an episode on that earlier in the podcast. I'll have to link to that as well. But there are certain um, colors that will make people feel a certain way that, that bring about certain emotions and will incite different actions. So, um, if you're thinking about what colors to use on your website and specifically on this page, um, take into consideration what you want them to do. So if you're wanting them to take action, you probably don't want to have just a really neutral black and white button. You want want it to pop. 
so that they click on that and actually you know do something to move forward um and and to take an action um i talked about adding a video and i talked about um different design elements and keeping your end user in mind when choosing those and then if you're going to say you have a team and your about me page is more about the company and you're creating this about me page that's just a general overview of the company link to the professional bios on the of the people on your team um, on a different page and try to make those really personal personable and interesting and kind of use uh, a lot of these same tips to tell the story Um, i've seen this done poorly semi-poorly and very well and um there's a company i'm thinking of right now off the top of my head that they've tried to make things personal and so they've allowed their companies to um connect their instagram feed well what's popping up is like not business related at all and so it's not there's no connection there the connection is lost they're talking about all of their personal stuff that's happening on you know on instagram and making them relatable as a human but not making them an authority figure on why that person would be coming to the website to begin with and so there's a fine balance that needs to be created between being personable and also remaining an authority figure in the space that you are competing in. Um, So keep that in mind, but it's always great to keep information to a minimum um, on a page. Like you want your audience to be going to a page for a certain reason. And if they're wanting to find a particular team member, then, you know, create a, a a learn about our team link and have that be on a different page. This about me page really needs to be about you as an individual if you're an entrepreneur or you as a company and how you help your customers succeed so that's what i've got for you this week this was a very in-depth training lesson on that about me page i hope you've gotten some great takeaways from it Uh, again i will have very comprehensive show notes you can find those at elisaconnor.com forward slash five four and there will be lots of links in there for all the different things that I referenced. Next week, I am talking about not using inside language. Um, so kind of keeping with that copy theme, really directly talking about um, how using inside language will actually drive your customers to your competitors, which is not what we want. So tune in for that. In the meantime, have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. Take care. Just a reminder, don't forget to sign up for my free training to create your irresistible download. Everybody wants a great free download. Why shouldn't you have one too? Grow and build your email list so you can get more clients by joining me on my free training at elisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. I'll see you soon.